0: Hello and welcome to Socially Awkward History. I'm Joe Gillard, your host and founder of the online history hub, History Hustle. This is the podcast that puts the awkward into Anglo-Saxon and the cringe into Cavalier. Every episode we are joined by a comedian guest to dissect and discuss some socially awkward facts from history. I'm also joined by my trusty producer, Giles. Hey, Giles. Hello, Joe. So who is our comedian guest this week?
1: Today, we are joined by Alex Farrow. Now, Alex, in his own words, but also my words, is the host of award-winning Jericho comedy in Oxford, which is recommended by Brace Yourself, The Telegraph, The Paper, Sunday Times, Chortle, and of course, Waitrose magazine. He does philosophy-themed solo shows, which has sold out the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2019 and 2021. One of his jokes was featured in The Times this year as part of the Best Jokes of the Edinburgh Fringe. He's also featured on BBC Radio Four extras comedy show The Circuit and Al Murray's Great British Pub Quiz. And you won't believe this, Joe. He has just sent me all of his reviews with lots of stars next to them. Basically, <laughs> he's great.
0: I I don't believe any of that. Nobody could accomplish that much that fast. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, Alex. Um, how awkward would you say you are?
2: I was pausing there in order to be awkward. Um, I would say probably a medium. I would say uh, somewhere on the medium scale. Um, I would say uh, not awkward enough for it to be a charming character trait. So ironically, by not being mega awkward, I can't facilitate any great social capital from it. Therefore, making myself actually even more awkward, but on like a deeper level.
0: Oh my. Okay. So you're like you're like peak. Peak awkward. You're like the uh, the exact level of awkwardness uh, required to be awkward. No more, no less. No more to be charming. Uh, not not too little to just be a normal person. Okay, good. That's perfect, right, Giles? Perfect. Um, right, Joe. So, <clears throat> well, these facts have to do with uh, with relationships, kind of us, kind of the theme today, which I think can be awkward and difficult to navigate sometimes. Uh, the first fact. Uh, This one is in 1856, the captain of an American clipper collapsed of an illness, leaving Mary Patton, his 19-year-old wife, to navigate. So she commanded for 56 days, faced down a mutiny, studied (laughs) medicine to keep her husband alive, all while being pregnant. (laughs) So Mary is 19. Her husband gets sick. She takes control of the ship. She's pregnant. There's a mutiny. And meanwhile, she's studying medicine to keep her husband alive. Um, she uh, she apparently said afterwards she was doing only the plain duty of a wife. Um, so do you think, Alex, do you think it is, in fact, the duty of a wife to do all this?
2: It's <laughs> um, nice, nice to know this um, uh, podcast is, is done by uh, St. Paul. Uh, I've been reading, <laughs> reading my Bible on all the necessary duties of a wife to support her. Um, <laughs> Uh, her one flesh, but the more important part of the flesh, as St. Yes. Uh, Paul very clearly said. I mean, I've, got, <laughs> I've got a lot I got a lot of things to, to, to break down in this anecdote uh, before yeah. I, I fully commit <laughs> to the, the duties of the wife. Um, she's claiming to be studying medicine while right. on a clipper, which I'm also... You must have a very educated crowd on this podcast, but a clipper being a ship, is that correct? Yes. Rather yes. than sort of a hair trimming <laughs> device that she's yes. taking control over. That's a good, good distinction. How yeah. is she studying this this must be pre um, uh, a, a pre like Zoom. How is she yeah. studying medicine? She's just there happens to be um, medical <laughs> books on on board of sort of relevance, which is quite yes. important. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they they probably would have got into less trouble had they not taken an entire library um, on this clipper ship with them, with every sort <laughs> of possible book. That's my, my, that's my first note. Although this captain does appear to have a whole library on board, which does appeal to me. Um, uh, and the, the, the I'm, I'm going far too much into the details of the actual historical no, event here, no. and so the, the the claim is: Are you asking me? Would I get married? Is that what's happening? Is this a marriage sure. proposal, Joe? What was well, going on?
0: Yes, I, I, you figured it out, and <laughs> surprise is now ruined. No, um, I guess I was asking, and I don't know if you're married or in a relationship, but do you think uh, in a relationship it's the duty of a partner to uh, <laughs> to to read uh, twenty enormous books on medicine um, and and save your partner?
2: Um, I mean I mean it- I would say I would say that it is a nice thing to do um, I mean the the philosopher in me is that well, term I mean, duty is a, is, a, is a very specific word I mean are, are we are we talking the folk psychological meaning of the term duty which just means an important thing to do or are we taking sort of the Kantian aspect that a, a duty is an unbreakable law I mean I wouldn't expect anybody to uh, uh, take over my work if I were to give it up I mean I, you can't just you know have an off day as a stand-up comedian and just ask your partner to do it. There's <laughs> too much. That's true. There's absolutely That's no true. way that any human being should be able to do that. That I mean, that would be... There is an amazing uh, uh, performer, actually, called Sally Firth on the UK comedy circuit, whose whole... Um, uh, the conceit of the act. Um, uh, she's of a sort of retired age, and she sort of comes on stage, and she says, well, I'm, ter- I'm terribly sorry, but my... My, my, actually, my grandson can't can't be here to perform, and, and so unfortunately, I'm I, I'm just going to have to do some of his material, and then she proceeds to do <laughs> some of the, like the like the dirtiest, like oh, maddest, no. like <laughs> sex-based kind of dating stories, and, all, and it's it's actually incredible <laughs> conceit but the thing about Sally um, is that she's an exceptionally well-trained and, and well-done performer. Um, no, <laughs> no, wow. no, no partner of mine should be should be forced to um, <laughs> to deliver the absolute filth uh, that I, I might sometimes <laughs> do on stage. Um,
0: I guess that's something you have to kind of write into the marriage contract, then. It is, um, it is quite the
2: nuptial, isn't it? Am I using yeah, nuptial yeah. right? I've, I've never probably. Although I talked about Saint Paul a lot, I don't actually know very much about marriage, and I'm unmarried. You've um, already used
0: about fifty words that I don't recognise, and I was not prepared for this level of philosophical discussion. But Joe, when um, I, I Alex, uh, come on!
1: It's not it's not it's not a, it's not a <laughs> podcast for intellectuals. You know, we're not here to learn. <laughs> Well, I, I, I did. I did have a question. I did have a question as well. Oh, if yeah. you, if we modernised the situation, and you were on a a ferry from the Isle of Wight <laughs> to the Isle of France,
2: <laughs> go ahead. Um, I'm on a booze you, cruise. You are, you're on a booze cruise. <laughs> oh, no, I'm on a booze there's cruise. A mut- great. <laughs> there's a There's you're a mooney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
1: there's 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 a mutiny. How would you calm everyone? down what are your uh, you know you don't have lots of medicine books Mm, mm. you are not pregnant um but how would you calm that mutiny down and keep control of your booze cruise oh no well (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: that's perfect that's great
1: we haven't explained to the the audience that i'm recording from a place which for some reason has a massive clock behind me
2: giles just explain (laughs) that you're recording in the past uh, for this history, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm recording in the 1920s <laughs> and I have a big clock behind. Recording in a
0: Dickens novel right now.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. But point B, Alex, Booze Cruise, how are, you, how are you calming them down?
2: Well, I mean, the, the main question is how how much of my uh, Stella Artois stock am I willing to share with these <laughs> unruly uh, bandits in order to sort of quell their, their anger? Um, I mean, point. it depends on how, how successful the Booze Cruise has been. Are we on the way back? Have I, have I got stock in?
1: No, no ignore, ignore Booze Cruise. Ignore, ignore Booze, booze Cruise. 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 You're on. All right. I'm you're just on, on, a a I'm
2: on a ferry. Okay. Yes. You're okay.
1: on a ferry and there is a mutiny. Yeah. And okay. No so and, and that and, is and there's, a no p- p- there's,
2: there's nothing. There's no science books either. There's nothing. Um, no, no science
1: books. I don't know if you've ever been on a ferry with neither alcohol nor science books. They're terrible places. They're neither fun to get <laughs> drunk at or to yeah, educate yeah. yourself. And suddenly, for, for an inexplicable reason, you're not even the captain. You're facing a mutiny. How do you calm these two, to three thousand people down?
2: So I'm not the captain, but I I'm I'm relevant. <laughs> so for some reason, the <laughs> mutiny is it, it affects me as a as a passenger. Exactly. An, um, got exactly. it. Exactly. Right. I see. I see. Um, I, I'm going to have to require one more bit of information, or at least a caveat. Like, are, are, the, are the are the sailors? Are they French? Because I'm going I'm to struggle yes. at that point. They're yeah. French, right? Well, the first thing I'm going to say to them is the only phrase I remember in French, which is "Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir. Um, oh, more, now, right? uh, After offering to bed uh, each and one of the single one of the sailors, <laughs> I presume uh, my my problems are over. Um, for as a as a, as a dashing young Englishman of um, of of high social rank, <laughs> I would um, I would I would bed them uh, each and every single one of the of the, of the ship's men and then proceed to um, have my, my, my wicked way with wherever I need to take the boat to next. That's your, that's your right. duty.
0: Yeah, and you'd, you'd be doing your, your duty um, on a philosophical sense. Uh, by, by <laughs> nice. doing that. Um, do you ever Do you ever imagine yourself in situations like, you know, what if the bus driver had a heart attack? What would I do? Because I do that. I I do that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I start uh, kind of planning out the uh, Bruce Willis action movie scene in my head. Uh, how I would save the bus. Do you ever do that?
2: I. Um... Uh, I, I got to be honest, Joe. I very rarely imagine the death of um, <laughs> uh, uh, strangers around me. Um, but the, the 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 central core uh, of that, you know, that sort of kind of like what what would I sort of do as the hero? Yeah. I, I, occasionally, yes. Um, and I have a, a fleeting moment of great excitement when I think oh, I could, <laughs> I could, I could do something really heroic. And then I sort <laughs> right. of. Look at every single other action I've ever done in my life, and be like, "No, of course not." In, in, in any in any hostile situation, I would,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I'd be cowering behind some sort of bus seat. I would right. be. I mean, on on a bus, I'm unwilling to ask somebody to move over. One, do you know what I mean? The, <laughs> the idea that on a bus, I would be like giving. Right so some sort of life-saving surgery or like right. fashioning some sort of weapon out of something if i'm unwilling right, right. To, to say to the guy who's got his bag on the seat oi mate <laughs> bags up top please but for there's a there's a few moments right. on every on every sort of hero fantasy where i'm like yeah i mm-hmm. could i could save the day
0: <laughs> so you if you can't tell someone to move you probably couldn't rip a a, a, a gun
2: from their hand yeah, maybe maybe it's one of those things though. I can't tell somebody to move, but I can tell a motherfucker they're about to die. Maybe that's like maybe there's uh, maybe all that sort of pent up sort of British um, uh, repressed feeling sort of comes out in moments of um, uh, murder. Uh, I have no evidence to um, back yeah, up that. Or or
1: but... Alex, or you'll use your 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 based experience and offer to sleep with the person who's holding a gun on the bus. You know, and you're yes, be,
2: <laughs> yes, you know that's
1: your go to.
2: I'd sleep my way to uh, the, the <laughs> out of trouble. Uh, I, it never, it's never failed me, um, having never had to do it.
1: <laughs> so it
2: a zero failure rate uh, for something that is obviously uh, very difficult to to do. I mean, it's it's very difficult to sleep with a person um, uh, under non life threatening situations. The idea that I, I would suddenly be able to reverse that lifetime trend of mine in one of the mo- what's obviously the most difficult of all situations, but.
0: Yes, that's adding a lot of anxiety to the performance anxiety for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: All
0: right, well, let's talk about the second fact. This one, this one's a little sketchy from the sources, and, and uh, but we're going to use it. Uh, but it was, um, it, it came from an old book describing what uh, people used to do in the medieval period, uh, in medieval uh, Germany or the Holy Roman Empire, supposedly. Uh, married couples could legally settle their disputes by fighting a marital duel. The man had to fight from inside a hole with one arm tied behind his back. The woman was free to move around, and she was armed with a sack filled with rocks. So the man in a hole, and the woman can move around with a sack full of rocks. Uh, supposedly, this is how they could settle their marital disputes. So
2: This, this checks out. I mean, this seems, right. uh, this seems completely valid. Um, right? Yes,
0: because what, I mean, what is wrong with medieval people? What, <laughs> or do you think this is a good way of dealing with disputes?
2: Um, it sounds like the way I would solve disputes with a total breakdown of all society. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: That's an important point. I
2: think, yeah, I, I think if um, suddenly everybody had never had any education in um, moral values and or right. I don't know maybe there was not like a maybe the the grain stores had been plundered by like a local militia or something like that. I I really yeah. feel like it would be um, a real. I don't I don't think it to be about like who put the bins out. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's not like oh baby, you're supposed <laughs> to put out the blue bin on Thursday. You put out <laughs> the green one. Get in the hole.
0: I mean it's not.
2: Right. I don't. Know. It, it feels a little bit dramatic to me, but. Um, <laughs>
0: Uh, Get in the hole. I'm gonna grab. Do, my do rocks. you know
2: what? Do you know what? My my, my weirdest response to that was obviously there are you know what should be a a, a loving uh, union and partnership beating two hell of a hide out of each other. But um, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's so sexist though, isn't it, with a man with his arm behind his back? though so that was like right. right. That was not like the really uh, important bit to sort of zone in on. Kind of an um,
0: arbitrary way to, to level the playing field, right?
2: I sort of, I sort of feel that if you're going to engage in combat with your partner, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, everybody gets to use all hands and limbs. I think, yeah, um, yeah. I think no, um, uh, no golfers handicap for this sort of thing. Let's uh, gotcha. modernize this ritual for the 21st century, goddammit, it, right. and, and have Just... both uh, sexes equal <laughs> in this. Um, uh, is what I say, <laughs> right? That's my that's, right, my, right. that's my takeaway. Yes, let us bring it back. But um, both partners get either a hand behind the back or a sack of rocks. Even now. (laughs) It would be going very strongly against the 2006 Equality Act. I'm pretty sure it would specify against uh, this sort of thing.
0: I'd like to think they would be shocked by that. If you went back in time and you suggested this as a more progressive way to do this, I think they would be quite shocked.
2: It's sort of one of those things, isn't it? That so many of these horrible old laws were like... It was sort of gradually sort of eroded away and so the great reformers of the time you know were like oh you know this this slavery thing is absolutely atrocious give them Sundays off so they can worship the Lord I mean it, <laughs> it, was, it was real like yeah. that's sort of where things started wasn't yeah. it and then it was right. only sort of later on did everybody say oh, wait, actually the, the, the core basis of hitting people with rocks and owning them was is- <laughs> Is, is, is somewhat questionable to start with, <laughs> right, um,
0: right? Right.
2: Right. If only there was some sort of guide in the one book everybody was supposed to read, right? That yeah, we we're yeah. all created equal and everything. But everybody, everybody was very good at ignoring that bit. Um, exactly. This <laughs> is a very Christian, Western-centric uh, uh, version of history. Here, I hope um, uh, I hope your history podcast listeners are uh, okay with that. For me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, what would, be, uh, what would be your strategy, Alex, if you were the one in the hole with your arm tied behind your back? I Go would. for the ankles! Go
1: for the
2: ankles! <laughs> Go for the ankles! Well, uh, Joe and Giles, you know my strategy when I'm in a hole, which is to ask the Uh-oh. person whether they will sleep with me, <laughs> <laughs> bed them at this most awkward of moments, and in my mind this would solve everything. Ironically, in this moment, it actually makes more sense. Uh, <laughs> Turn it into sort of some sort of um, spot on sort of S&M thing. Get a little bit of consent first. You know, keep, <laughs> right. keep a little bit of the hitting, but not, you know, not too much. You know, we're not looking for permanent damage here. Um, and then, you know, add a little bit of spice back into the, the love life. Then,
1: Alex, I, I've got a very specific question. OK, so you're on a ferry <laughs> from the Isle of Wight to <laughs> okay. France. Okay. I see. But it's not a two, boost cruise. Two... <laughs> no. It's not a boost cruise. Everyone's sober, but there's no science books. And there's two to three thousand French, specifically men, French men. And I genuinely want, I don't want a funny answer, I want an accurate answer. If you had a bag full of rocks, how yeah. many do you think you could knock down before you were <laughs> incapacitated?
2: Uh, and these are, uh, you, you, you sort of cut out uh, somewhat in that. There is uh, around a thousand French men on this ferry. Um, two
1: to
2: I three have, thousand. Oh, two to three thousand? Oh, God, it was, yeah. it was ridiculous enough with a. Uh, with une with 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 meal um uh oh with, with I mean I right, we're, we're talking um I mean what are they are they with bare hand are they
1: yes they're with bare hand and with child no they're just with
2: bare hand with bare hand um I don't think I can take down that many I think um no uh, I we're talking we're talking a couple I reckon probably we're talking like one yeah. or two I mean are these are these yeah. well motivated? Uh, members of the French nation it's not like a, a Monday when they have the day off
1: <laughs> no no they're, it's, they're only motivated by the fact they thought they were on a booze cruise but actually there was no booze so they're, they're sort of angry about that
2: got it got it or oh, sober Frenchman if, if their river is such a <laughs> such a fearsome warrior um, yeah I think um, uh, can I say I
1: think, can I say Alex I think you've, you've yeah. answered that correctly I think you've not but genuinely if, if you had to if one had to, you know, was surrounded by a few thousand people with a bag full of rocks, I think one or two at best. <laughs> so been, I think I've thought about this a lot. All right. Well, that I think. So. I think that. I think that's. <laughs> no, let's deal. not end on that. Let's that not end amazing. on that. Don't end on me being a killer. You've got to give me something.
0: No. You can't. You can't top that. You just can't top. No. It. No. Um, in uh, this third fact, this is about uh, the author Ernest Hemingway. So to prevent spreading a highly contagious respiratory illness, one time Ernest Hemingway, his wife, and his mistress all had to quarantine themselves together in the same small two-bedroom house. Um, <laughs> so w- of these three people who do you think who do you think uh, would feel the most awkward? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a great
2: question um, <laughs> oh um, well I mean, I'm I'm aware that Hemingway spoke in very sort of very short sort of staccato we wrote in them staccato sentences so this is sort of a man who's un- unwilling to provide the, uh, the verbosity the extra word <laughs> count to um, ease right. some of the the, the social tension right. um, so I'm going to say it'll have to be one of the one uh, uh, of the the uh, unfortunate ladies in this scenario, um, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. I, I I think it will probably equal, um, yeah, uh, relatively shared. I mean, right. I mean, so these facts are great, but it, I just I, I wish, wish to inquire more. Why were they all <laughs> together in the same house? And you're like, yeah, the disease. And it's like, well, right. I guess that would have been some sort of flu or, or something. But why? Yeah. But, but why, why I, was the mistress there? Yeah. yeah why I mean, was the I... mistress there? Was it like? You know, you just got home, and then the um, the period equivalent of Boris Johnson pops up on what wouldn't be the wireless, (laughs) and said, "I'm I'm very sorry, but you can't go out again." You know, it's like it's um it leaves some great questions uh, like unanswered. Um, my next period of time after this podcast is involved researching the, <laughs> the, the background to right. these facts. Um, a little fact
0: checking, a little research, a little. Oh no I, no! I,
2: I, I, fully take you by your word, Joe. You seem <laughs> a, oh, okay. a, a man most honest in, in all your endeavours. Um, it just it's it's a surprising situation. I mean, it is, chosen it as is. such for its surprisingness. Yeah, well, um,
0: from from my reading, I think the uh, there was also uh, their son. So their son was there, oh. and the nanny was also oh, there. God. Oh, the nanny's uh, in there. there
2: as well. Oh, yeah. God. Um.
0: And no, apparently, either either the mistress came down, just like knew they were there and wanted to come visit, which I like because I feel like she maybe did that on purpose. You know, here's maybe it's the, the clock a little drama? <laughs> There's Big Ben, okay. and then boxed the other theory was that uh, was that Hemingway invited her down because she knew how to deal with this illness, the whooping cough, which was the illness. Um, he actually invited her there, um, obviously not thinking they would have to quarantine. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I like the one that is just, she wants to show up and shake things up a little bit.
2: No, mm. I mean, these are fantastic facts. Uh, women of the past having great uh, disease knowledge and all these sort of- <laughs> Desperately yeah. foolish men being like, oh, I need some sort of, sort of woman to, 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 to sort out of right. my, my medical issues here. Uh, right. I mean, it must have been, presumably then, the mistress in this, in this version of events who has to come home, you know, discovers this unfortunate uh, uh, event. Um, right. And, like, well, I, I'm really sorry, I, I live here now. <laughs> so she has to be the one to sort of break the news um sorry mrs hemingway uh what a way to meet me um you're gonna have to have me here longer oh no i i don't want to be here either um and then the the nanny is involved as well somehow uh clearly somehow well in the in the rearing of children presumably but um right uh,
1: Alex, I've got a question for you, and I don't want a funny answer. I want a serious answer. If you yeah. were stuck in this in this house, yes, with a sack, a sack full of rocks, yes, out of, out of the three of them, who are you striking first? I think,
2: oh, um, uh, uh, and I'm just and I'm just there. So am I, um... you're
1: the, you're there. There's no alcohol. There's medical no alcohol. God oh,
2: damn it! When where, where's my alcohol, Giles?
1: um if you know let's say you you appeared like out of a like joe said earlier a time portal you're modern you 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 pop out in this quarantining house you've got your sack of rocks and you either go like take this hemingway or take this wife or you know nanny who are you smacking with and getting straight back in the portal
2: oh right yeah oh fascinating um well i know if we're talking about duty the moral thing to do would be to strike myself um uh <laughs> not myself bang on the head hopefully falling into the portal where i can receive modern day <laughs> medical attention from either gender in the future right. it appears um it, it appears that's a modern phenomenon um if such a if such a thing were impossible um i think i would uh i would strike and i I must strike somebody is that the is that the the yeah yeah
1: that's you signed the contract when you came onto the podcast you have to decide who you'd strike
2: i have to i have to rock somebody right well who who is the most french among them i feel like if i've already (laughs) if i've already had a go with a few earlier on that must be the that must be the way of it um
0: well they're in france actually in this house i believe
2: Who (laughs) are they that then then it is all of them, then I, I'm, I'm a mad time-traveling rock murderer, uh, I've, I've attempted 3,000 on a clipper ship, um, and as I arrive through different times in French history, I'm just going for as many of the French as possible, uh, as is every Englishman's duty uh, throughout history.
0: So this is the one time when you don't choose using sex to solve the problem, when this would probably be the most appropriate time to do that.
2: Unless the sack of rocks is some sort of whole metaphor for my own uh, reproductive equipment. In which okay, case, I would okay. be unloading on uh, Oh, tight, tight.
0: Alright, well what is, okay, well, let me ask you this, what is the worst case scenario group of people to be stuck in quarantine with, for you, what would that be, let's say there's two other people and you, what Got would it. be the worst case?
2: Uh, well presumably um the French for I would be commanded by some sort of disembodied clock based <laughs> voice to to, to murder uh, my 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 lockdown <laughs> brethren. Uh, um I mean other other awful people to be l- locked down with would be oh um uh, 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 ooh, try not to name actual <laughs> actual,
0: <laughs> actual <laughs> living enemies people from my, the past
2: yeah. oh people from the past um Oh, um, uh, uh, Harold Hadrada? He would have been um, pretty difficult in a in a plague situation, I think. I feel like he would have monopolised um, the important goods and services of, of the area. Now, who's um, this? Oh, um, uh, a renowned uh, Viking warrior. He uh, ah. managed to sort of single-handedly um, uh, kick his way through m- m- most of uh, Eastern Europe before okay. nearly conquering the sort of whole great like he great stories to come with harold Aldrada. he sort of pretended to be um uh, dead got in a coffin took um uh, a number of mediterranean uh, strongholds that way um, wow. <laughs> uh like some real like uh like james bond stuff and it was a pop mm-hmm. out with an axe and sort of interesting uh, behead all in all and sundry um, used uh, plague as a, like, weapon of war. Um, I mean, so I think he would be quite... Either he'd be the worst person to be in a, a plague-type quarantine lockdown, or, depending on how serious it is... I mean, because, I mean, we had one of the... We had one of the, the better lockdowns. I mean, we had Netflix and stuff like that. And, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, mostly food was de- delivered to you if you were um, mm-hmm. uh, lucky enough to, uh, to have that sort of thing. I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like... Whenever the, the next lockdown comes, uh, I, I I fear for a, the severity of it, and so maybe I do want uh, a medieval warlord with me.
0: <laughs> 007 Viking
1: would be okay. What about you, Giles? Who would be the who would be your worst case? Uh, my mum and dad, oh, and that also happened to be the <laughs> case of who I ended up quarantining with. Oh no! no, 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 no. He'd uh, <laughs> be pretty bad. I would say. I can't. I can only think of funny combinations of people that just wouldn't understand each other's perspective or something, like Hitler and uh, Hitler and Mr. Bean. They just wouldn't understand each other's perspectives, you know. Uh,
0: Wait, say that again. You cut out.
1: Hitler and Mr. Bean. <laughs>
0: Every time we say Hitler, it comes you're out. being uh, being censored. <laughs> so it sounds
2: like whatever comes next is some is some of the most sort of like offensive Adolf Batch of Hitler, stuff. Adolf
1: Hitler, and Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> okay. Because wow. I think their perspectives don't quite match up, but on some levels they do. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> on what um what is the what is the center of the Venn diagram? between leader of the third reich adolf hitler and
1: it's simple alex it's simple it's it's very simple sleeping with your niece
2: wow um well there there we go what a you heard it first here on the socially awkward history podcast
0: (laughs) giles you managed to bring hitler into the
1: episode again oh yeah i did yeah we, we normally go a few minutes before that happens but uh yeah right at the end that's great
0: We are delighted to say that Ancient Origins is sponsoring this podcast. Ancient Origins is the world's most popular ancient history website, covering lost civilizations, odd artifacts, amazing places, and strange events in history. It brings alive the mystery and intrigue of our ancient past. Listeners to this podcast can get 20% off a premium subscription by using the code HISTORY. Okay, on with the show. So right right before we finish, uh, there's some time to go through a few lost words. So I'm going to read an old forgotten word and you Alex will try to guess what it means. Simple as that. And then I'll tell you what it actually means. Sound good?
2: What a what a fun 19th century parlor game <laughs> for the whole family. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. The, the first word is eye servant. Eye servant. E y e, servant. It's a noun, and it's from the sixteenth century.
2: Um, I suspect an eye servant is a, a form of guide. I would suspect um, somebody to um, either lead you in um, uh, traversing the the dangerous countryside outside of the toll roads, um, or somebody to uh, uh, to help. I'm taking quite a literal. Interpretation right. of the word. No, I like that. And uh, trying to get it correct rather than funny. But, <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: um, well, that um, is. Or, do,
2: or does Giles have a go as well? No, no, no. Or just, does he, he just say Hitler for every one of these answers?
0: <laughs> yes, he's <Hitler>! exactly right. <laughs> Hitler and a bag of rocks. Actually, that uh, that's a good that's a good answer. But it means a person who works only when someone is watching.
2: Oh. Oh well, yes. What a what a what a dastardly uh, <laughs> individual that would be. <laughs> right. Um,
0: don't know why we lost the word, but um, I think it's a good word. But no, I, I like the idea of a guide. That's a, that's a really interesting way to um, to connect those those words with, with what it would be a, as a definition. I like that. We probably um, lost the
2: meaning of the word uh, for we live uh, in an age where all servants are being eyed when we are being watched but at all times. Uh, the, <laughs>
0: that's true. A, a camera that's in true. all
2: spaces. The, Michel Foucault uh, wrote quite a lot about that, actually. Um, so there we go. I don't know why I mention it. It I've read some <laughs> Michel Foucault. <laughs> and I tried to kill him no, with dude. a rock. <laughs> um,
0: Fogo. This is from the 18th century. It's also a noun. Uh, Fogo. F-O-G-O.
2: Ooh, Fogo. Oh, it's, a, it's a great word, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I believe that to be a fun craze uh, among the, um, uh, the young of the Holy Roman Empire. Um, okay. who would bounce atop a uh, inflated pig's bladder um, <laughs> with a, with a okay. drawn face upon it, while shouting "Fogo, Fogo!" I will forgo my labor for today. Oh, it was a bit of a moral panic. Um, the church leaders of the time thought the children were having too much fun; um, that it was uh, leading them away from their both their studies and their labor. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know if you know this word, but um, they might have been described as eye I, I servants. Actually, it's okay, oh, I do yes. know that yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how these words just come up. And so um, it would have fallen out of use uh, right. while they were given uh, much more um, utilitarian toys. Like, um, so
0: it's kind of like kind of like YOLO in that sense.
2: It's a it's a youth term from the past. Yes, for, for I like
0: how you you defined it, and then you just wrote the whole Wikipedia article about it at the same time. <laughs> It actually means an overpowering and unpleasant stench. That's a fogo.
2: Oh, oh wow. That, that's great. Just bring some of these back.
0: Honeyfuggle. Honeyfuggle. <laughs> that's from the 19th century, and that's a verb. So, you, to honeyfuggle. To
2: honeyfuggle is when you're in a dangerous situation, and you wish to use your sexuality <laughs> in order to evade uh, harm and or capture. Uh, for example, the man driving the bus uh, um, was taken hostage... So, Alexander honeyfuggled uh, the man <laughs> into um, resist- <laughs> into giving up um, the bus back to the driver.
0: Oh my God, I love it. Um, you brought it back, but, that is not what it means, unfortunately, Alex. What? No. It, although it should. It means to compliment or flatter someone to get what you want. To compliment or flatter someone to get something you want. It's, it's not, not actually
2: up. all that different um, from when one is using one's sexual wiles <laughs> to defuse a situation. I actually yes. don't think I'm too far away from the, the money on that one. <laughs> no, um, okay,
0: we'll give you that one. You, you got that one right. <laughs> you at least co-opted it.
2: And you know what I've done now? I've honeyfuggled you into giving yep. me the point. <laughs> uh, this is true.
0: <laughs> and that is all we've got time for on this week's episode of Socially Awkward History. Thank you so much to our guest, the hilarious Alex Farrow. Alex, where can we find more of you?
2: You can um, uh, see me, if you're a comedy fan, um, every day at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Uh, I have a show called Philosophy Machines, um, and throughout June I will be uh, updating a little YouTube channel with um, some hilarious uh, audience interaction clips uh, called Wisdom of Crowds, where um, I analyse the funny things that comedy crowd audiences have said back to me. Ideally with a philosophical bent. (laughs)
0: That sounds amazing, I would love to see that. (laughs) So, also thank you to our sponsors, Ancient Origins. You can find out more about them and get 20% off a subscription by clicking the link below in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show, please do follow or subscribe, leave a review, as well as a five-star rating. It really helps other people discover us. You can find out more about History Hustle on social media as well as historyhustle.com. This podcast was produced by Giddy Ant Comedy and edited by Phil Atkins. Most importantly, thank you to you for listening We really do appreciate it.